With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Come on. Let's talk about stats, baby. Let's talk about you. Welcome back to Cougar Sports here on ESPN 960. Sending in for Ben Criddle. My name is Brandon Gurney, formerly of the Desert News. Now I just kind of hang out, beg Criddle for hosting gigs, which he sometimes gives me. Helping me out a lot is Darnell Dixon of the Daily Herald, who is gainfully employed currently. Gavin Lee on social. Ronald Reeves, the third behind the glass. And joining us now, one of my favorite guests, because I don't think anyone can talk defense better than this guy. A guy that, that I, I mean, he's the general, right? Uh, Cameron Jess, we got Cameron Jess on the line. How, how you doing, Cameron? Uh, doing great, guys. Good to be on. It looks like you're filling in for old taking the day off. Yeah, yeah, he says he has work, whatever that is. So, anyway, we're trying to do our uh, best. There's nothing more important. There you there's go. nothing more important <laughs> than talking to the sports. So, I'm going to have to talk to him and get him realigned. Coach Hall would say. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I was mentioning earlier, you were part of one of the most significant moves uh, Bronco ever made while he was coach, and I thought that was in 2006 when he switched from the 335, which he was married to. I mean, he was the 335 defense to the 34. Uh, can you maybe talk about that and the reasons for that and how effectively that was accomplished and, and just how the defense thrived because of that, uh, clear back in 2006? Yeah, and I think he played to our strength, and it was really hard for him. I mean, that was his uh, his baby, you know, him and uh, Rocky, uh, you know, New Mexico. And so I think it played into our strengths. We had a lot of great linebackers coming back. Kelly Papinga transferred from Utah State. We obviously had David Nixon, Brian Kill, Aaron Wagner, Markel Stapieri. We had a just ton of linebackers. It came down to him looking at what we had and playing to those strengths. And for me, I loved it. I, I loved that position because uh, that defense was really built for uh, the inside linebacker. Uh, I was the field side linebacker in that defense, which I love. It uh, put me in a lot of position to make plays. But it was hard, but I, I think him and the defensive coaching staff made a big move looking at the talent we had at that time and saying, we need four on there. There's no reason to do three, three, five. Um, let's let's change it and get the best players on the field. It was that simple, and he saw it and, and made that change. And that's hard. That's hard for coaches to do. Learning to hold new defense. I remember they flew out to Toledo. They had connections there who had ran the three, four for a long time to study the defense. So a lot of work goes into that. It's not just hey, let's change the defense. You've got to learn the ins and outs of it as a coaching staff, and, and they did, and I'm grateful for it because that senior year, I thought that really helped us where we had a top, uh, you know, 16 defense in the country. Oh, you guys are outstanding. I can't think of a weak spot about that defense. You guys, 
I, I, I thought it was a, as good of a defensive product as I've covered at BYU. But speaking of the defensive product, you're on Twitter. You don't tweet a lot, but when you do, it's like, whoa. I, I really take note of it because I really respect your insights. You you had, you had some pretty pointed comments about what you were seeing uh, out there against uh, Utah Tech. Can you maybe uh, just kind of give us your thoughts and kind of expound on the frustrations that, that you were encountering during the course of that game? You know, there's there's one thing, and obviously I'm a strong defensive linebacker. I came from a very aggressive style. Even when I was with the Seahawks, we had a very aggressive style defense, and I was taught we did not want to make quarterbacks comfortable. And um, through alignment pre-snap, not just pressure, but alignment pre-snap and trying to confuse their quarterback. And the one thing that's frustrated me is how many times quarterbacks have played BYU and had their career games. Um, and you started seeing that where we were near tied at the half against Utah. And look, it's just not good enough. And I mean, I'll be vocal about it when you watch it. Quarterbacks specifically are so comfortable. And obviously, I do think we need to develop a pass rush. I think drop eight is partially. We really have no guys that can get home, as we called it, uh, get to the quarterback. But we need to develop that. We need to develop those type of players that can pass rush through the offseason. Jan Jurgensen's on the coaching staff. He, he knows how, how to do that, and we need to develop that because there is no doubt if you look at over the past few years, I mean, you guys know how many quarterbacks have played BYU and had their career games, not just best game of the season, but of their career. And I think we have to make quarterbacks uncomfortable um, and make them wonder what we're doing pre-snap as well as create creative ways to get to the quarterback. And I think it really comes to developing players that, that can. So I just saw that against Utah Tech and, to give up 21 points. Now, they did what they, they did in the second half. you got to give credit to that and the coaching staff. But uh, the one thing is, uh, I think everyone will agree that's watched BYU is quarterbacks are way too comfortable when they play BYU. Yeah, Cam, to, to kind of emphasize that point, um, Utah Tech passed the ball 50 times, and BYU had zero sacks in 50 attempts. I, I, yeah. I That number just blows me away because – you're playing against a team who doesn't have the kind of offensive linemen that, that are Division One quality generally. Um, it, it seems like somebody should have been able to get home at some point in one of those 50 attempts and make that quarterback uh, taste a little turf, and it just didn't happen. Uh, we were talking, uh, Brandon Gurney and I, about how maybe the, the, the pressure from the outside is, is going to come from some hot you know, new freshman guys or new guys in the program, but maybe where BYU needs to make some headway is with defensive tackle recruits. Talk about the impact of a good defensive tackle with a defense. Yeah, and I'll even extend that to defensive ends. Now there will be a lot of people that disagree, but money talks in the NFL. The second highest paid is is defensive ends, to my understanding, and there's a reason for that. When you can get a pass rush and you stop a quarterback on second and long and it, it just gives you such a better chance defensively. And it, it quarterbacks get uncomfortable. Then what do they do? They make a mistake. Uh, we haven't had too many interceptions this year because quarterbacks are, are too comfortable. And it starts with defensive line, the defensive tackles, but specifically that defensive end position. And that's hard on a, on a three down. I mean, you've got five linemen typically. 
against three players. You're just not going to get a get a pass rush. And so I want to see through scheme, through a four-man rush, uh, where we're sound still in the back end, but we can get to that pressure. And having defensive tackles and specifically a defensive end, that doesn't even mean defensive end. You see in the NFL, uh, like in the Chargers game, how they use Kyle Van Noy. And they'll use other linebackers. And we use that on our defense. We would bring in some specific type players on those situations where it was passing to disrupt. And their whole job was to get to the quarterback um, on four down linemen. So it doesn't have to be a defensive end, even though it helps to have somebody in there consistently. But at least get somebody in there on those situations where we know they're going to pass to get to the quarterback. And that's what I don't see. We, we don't put people in positions um, for that. And, and like you said, uh, Double B, I mean, 50 passes and not one, one sack. And let's take it even further. The whole month of October, we didn't have one sack. I don't, I don't I've never heard of that. Uh, you know, and defensively, that's hard for me to, to take because I know what a sack does. It puts the offense in a, in a bad position, makes it easier for him, for the defense, to get him off the field. And it also makes quarterbacks make mistakes because they don't like getting hit. They wear those green jerseys or red jerseys all practice. You know, they're, they're dancing around, and then you finally hit them. I mean, they haven't been hit. And so they start getting uncomfortable. They start thinking players are closer than they are, and they make mistakes. And that's what you don't see. It's not just the sacks, but it's mistakes quarterbacks make, the uncomfortable feeling they get when they know, man, they've been hit a couple times. And so it's hard to hear that 50 times against Utah Tech, and not to take away anything from them, but it's Utah Tech. And our athletes should win that line of scrimmage and, and get to the quarterback. This didn't really show up much against Utah Tech just because of the nature of its offense and maybe the uh, how talented the line is. But I, I continue to be frustrated in the – Ability to stop the run, and, and, and I'm of the opinion if you can't stop the run, nothing else is going to work. <laughs> Would you agree with that? And, and from a guy who filled gaps as well as anyone at BYU, what deficiencies are you seeing with the run game, and how does BYU shore that up? Is it an easy fix as a personnel, or, or what needs to be done in that regard? In a way, I feel, and, and there is some advantages to where BYU plays a different defense almost weekly. I mean, I've seen where they put kind of a a read player on the read option where we are, we do have four down line and we do have three. The consequence to that is you don't really get a feel of where to fit. And our defense was so simple. My senior year going to three, four, I mean, we probably had four to five calls and then we'd have a number of blitzes outside of that, you know? And so I got so familiar knowing where the defensive tackles would fit, where David Nixon would fit. Brian kills a different story. You never knew what he was going to do. We called it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, I got a feel for where people were going to fit. And you almost could predict where the play was going to go. And I feel bad for these linebackers. They don't have that. It's a different defense. And that does, uh, you know, make it difficult for where you fit in the gaps because you're learning somewhat of a new defense um, every week. And so I think that is the consequence of that. Is, is fitting it and in the run game. That would be really hard for me if I was kind of going, wait, which, which gap do I have here? You know, this is new. I just had three, four days to learn it and figure that out. So I think that's hard, and, and the integrity of the run game suffers when you're changing up as kind of much as you do 
uh, in other areas. That's, that's fascinating to hear, Cameron. I, I really appreciate your insight in that. Fortunately, we got to let you loose. I could talk to you all day. But, but anyway, thanks for your thoughts, Cameron, and, and best of luck to you. Always a pleasure, guys. All right. Great. Great thoughts from Cameron Jess. I thought his comments on, on the rush defense were very interesting because I don't think anyone's bringing that up. I, I thought that was fascinating. That's the first I've ever heard of that. And, uh, and, and Cameron obviously understands what's going on. No one filled gaps better than that. That that, that You were running on that 2006 defense, and and, and I, I, I think it's very notable and, and instructional in what's going on with the BYU defense. Anyway, we got to go to break. Uh, we'll come back with Moose Bingham who talks a lot, but talks very interestingly, uh, who's co- back from Korea, Moose Bingham, talking about BYU recruits, uh, here on Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 